21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. There's a lot of scams to watch out for in the forex market. I would say firstly, people will use the term forex trading because it, it quite often is seen as a flashy, quick and easy way to make money quickly. So people may say they're doing forex trading and there may be no proof of it. So I think your first part of call is prove that the trading is happening. My company, for example, we use a third party verified website called MyFXBook, which verifies and, and proves all of that. So get your proof of trading. Secondly, it's it gets even trickier because some people could give you proof of trading, but it could actually just be on a non-regulated broker. So that broker could be actually just making up those trades, pretending that those trades have happened to draw capital into that broker, which could then be given to that company who is saying they're doing the trading or, you know, shared in that way. So I would say make sure the broker is regulated and the way of depositing and withdrawing is regulated. And then thirdly, also tricky because someone could give you proof of trading and it could be on a regulated broker, but they could be using a very dangerous style of trading, um, which you need to be, um, I guess, genned up on and aware of what to look out for to know that it's not um, a long-term and feasible strategy. For me, um, in all of my experience and what I've looked at, there's lots of things you can look at, but I would say the simplest and easiest way is to look at the risk to reward ratio of a system. Is the reward that you're getting out of a single trade greater than the risk you're putting in? I mean, some traders can function on like a one-to-one -one risk to reward, like risk 1%, gain 1%, and you can kind of get by, but the real long-term strategies, the good strategies, the good traders, the good systems will have, you know, at least a one to two um, risk to reward. That would be kind of a little nugget of wisdom, but there's lots of other ways of looking at it as well. Um, and you've just got to be careful. So at Pulley Trading, um, what we do is we combat all of those issues which um, often come up in other companies and opportunities which are scams and firstly we give proof of all of our trades as i touched on on a website called myfxbook we work with only a regulated broker um, they're regulated by asic which is in australia they're very fierce when it comes to regulation and they're regulated in a few other places um, and also because of the transparency of showing all of the trades that we've ever done and any trades we will ever do, which you can see on your regulated broker, but also on my FX book, you can work out the strategy we're using as well. So you can see that actually um, we're using a long-term feasible strategy with a good risk to reward. We don't have a large drawdown. We don't trade a really 
high regularity. We go for quality over quantity. Uh, and that's quite easy to see by our growth curve and, and our historical drawdown. What is really great as well, when clients um, kind of work with us and they invest and put their money into our affiliate broker, their money is stored with a company called The Currency Cloud, who are owned by Visa. They're one of the biggest kind of electronic holding companies slash banks in the world um, at the moment, I, I, I guess in a sense of how quickly they're growing. And they're FCA regulated, so they're regulated in the UK, they're regulated in Europe, they're regulated in, in America, they're regulated all over. Um, and I guess I mention that because where your money is being held is obviously of the utmost importance. So when you're talking about having a good night's sleep, um, you know we can't take your money, we can't rug pull your money, we can't say your money's there when it isn't there. All that we can do is just deliver the best trading system we possibly can do and make you aware of the risks that come with that, which obviously there's any risks when you're involved in this. But we really hope that obviously the rewards that we kind of give and um, show over time are much greater than the, the losses and the risks that have been put in initially. How does best trading system looks like? Yeah, I would say it firstly needs to have a good diversification across it. I think a lot of Forex traders, they'll say, oh, I just trade one Forex pair, you know, and, and, and that's it. Like I, I trade British pound to, to US dollar. Um, but what we know as traders, you have very volatile periods in a particular currency pair or just one asset that you're trading. So what our system does is we we trade eight different currency pairs. And not only that, for every single of the eight currency pairs that we trade, we have three different strategies. We have a continuation strategy that targets upward momentum going with the trend. We have um, kind of a reverse within a trend strategy where uh, it's starting to change direction and it goes back down with the trend, which works on price action. Uh, and we have a third strategy, which is a swing trading style built on a harmonic pattern. So not only are we diversifying across so many different currency pairs, we're diversifying across different strategies. So that's three strategies times eight pairs. That's 24 strategies. And because our system is programmed, it's mathematical, it's automated, it's built on statistics, it's running 24-5, obviously closed on the weekend, not 24-7. But it's running for hours and hours, even when you're sleeping. It's crunching all the data. It's looking at all of those opportunities. And then it's trading very, very selectively. Like at the moment, we're looking at about seven trades a month only being opened, even with it running 24-5 across the entire month. That's how much it focuses on quality. Uh, and I guess for that reason, you can keep your drawdown pretty safe and you can wait and be patient for those nice big trades. Because when we get a big winning trade, we hit anything from 8 to 15% to gain in one single trade. Whereas our losing trades, they don't ever lose any more than 2%. So again, talking about that risk to reward and that patience, that's where it comes into it as well. For all those entrepreneurs that want to learn more about your organization, what is your business model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we are so adamant about our business model um, when it comes to not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes and um, being transparent, being open, we have a very original model. We don't charge any sign-up fee. We don't charge any ongoing uh, maintenance fee. We don't charge or make any money off commission for you signing up to our broker. 
we actually just ask for our clients to have the lowest commission possible on their own trades. The only way we make money is off a profit split. So if our clients make money, then we make money. If they don't, we don't. Not a single penny. So our flagship services, our clients keep 60% of the profit and we keep 40%. Um, we do have kind of negotiations with bigger clients who invest larger amounts of money where we have a different profit split. But we, we're quite proud of the fact that we're not going to take money off our clients unless they're winning. Obviously, their money is at risk and they're putting that trust in us and putting their money down. But we, for that reason, we respect that and we want them to know that we're in this together. Uh, and if, if they don't make profit, we don't make profit. And actually, before delving deeper into Forex, you established a successful global e-commerce consultancy. How did that experience influence your approach to Forex trading? Well, I would say actually Forex has been more of a, a even longer term interest for me than e-commerce. I was kind of involved in that and, and learning and trialing, testing even before e-commerce. Um, but I guess going through building a business from the ground up has strengthened kind of a lot of a lots of my views on how best to run a business and how to look after clients and this whole kind of transparency, honesty, working together. I always wanted our clients to feel like they they have been looked after. They've not had any nasty surprises and not been charged random fees and and we've been we've done everything by the book. And that's what I kind of wanted to take into pulley trading as well. So if you look up our e-commerce consultancy rgm tax exemption we're currently in the top 15 in the whole of the united kingdom on trust pilot um in the consultancy category and we're a five-star trust pilot company with hundreds of reviews so that's our customers kind of i guess speaking on our behalf for that and as i say that's what i want for pulley trading i want customers to have such a great experience that even if you know money was to be lost on an investment or they had to hold their money longer to make money they would still feel like they're being looked after there was no surprises the communication was always there which is a really important one we're going to always be sending out updates to our clients by email um so they're never left in the dark i think that's that's super important as well and what about you what about your mindset what about your daily routine what about your leadership style so um yeah, I would say like historically, I've had an interesting kind of career path. Like I've I've dabbled in a lot of things. So I mean, first of all, I was a physiotherapist. I was a qualified physio. That taught me quite kind of stringent professional healthcare, working with people, getting up very early, doing your kind of job, studying. Then I went into teaching and and lecturing science up to a college level. Um, 11 to 18 year olds again quite routine rigid I, I spoke in front of hundreds of people as well doing assemblies doing talks so kind of learnt um, communication skills and addressing people and motivational talks and all that kind of thing um, but when it's come to my entrepreneurship I've had a very kind of once I get my teeth into something I, I can't really let go of it and I give it my absolute all 
to a point in which it's probably driven my wife pretty crazy in the past <laughs> when you know she's seen me like come on Ruben just shake it off come downstairs relax for a bit and I'm you know one of those people I really struggle to stop when I get in the zone and I think that's kind of what what has been my my routine as far as business as far as leadership uh, how I lead a business I think I'm a very personable guy. I really um, just love people. I want them to feel appreciated. I want them to feel looked after. So my style has been more trying to hire people off a basis of character and trust, kind of even over qualification. Not fully. Obviously, you've got to have some qualification, but prioritizing character and trust over that so that I know if I bring these people on, They'll be teachable, they'll be humble. And if I look after them and give them the best wage they can, the best care they can, I know they'll give me their best. And it's that kind of mutual thing. And I would say it's actually worked pretty well for the most part. I've had very few issues of staff in, in my company and companies. Um, and I mean, some people call me a bit crazy for it because at times I've even hired friends and family and they're like, oh, I don't like to mix business like that. But I guess if you've got that mutual trust, and you know that's there i think that allows kind of a deeper level of kind of functioning in a business than you can often see in in other kind of just colder corporate shells as it were or or structures that form so that's that's my style and i guess it won't be for everyone but it's it's worked it's pretty good for me so far You mentioned communication, your communication to yourself, so your inner communication, your communication with your colleagues, employees, and your communication with your customers. Are there any similarities? What's the style? And especially as you're expert in communication and, and you're, you did lecturing, etc. So that's very interesting to learn a little bit more about that one. Yeah, I mean, communication, it's it's huge, isn't it? I would say... Communicating with yourself, I think it's about being as teachable and as humble as you can. Um, I'm a firm believer I want to practice what I preach. You know, I, I have a faith as well, which, I you know, affects that, obviously. Um, and I try to live by that. And I would hate to think that my staff or the people that I work with would think, oh, Ruben's telling me to do something and he doesn't even do it himself. I mean, that's ridiculous. Or, He's saying, look after our clients in the business, and he's not even looking after me. So I think, yeah, it does start within yourself, and it starts within that kind of sense of self-reflection, humility, starting from that point. Um, And I guess from that comes, hopefully, a communication with my staff where they believe what I'm saying and have respect for what I'm saying, because if they they do, then it's 90% more likely they'll listen to that and act on that and it'll be a long-term kind of solution. Whereas if it's like, oh, even just throwing this stuff out there again and, you know, and I guess that's kind of letting your yes be yes and your no be no as well. Like if I say something's going to happen, that's my word and, and it will happen. Whether it was a wrong decision or not at the time, it, it will happen and there's no kind of um, uncertainty. And I think that actually, ref- it connects to my teaching days, you know, like, when I had the worst behaved classes in, in the science lab, you know, and I had like 25, um, 16 year old lads all kind of, you know, coming into science. Why am I here? Sir? What, you know, what am I doing? 
you know, they always worked better in an environment where they knew what they were going to get. Even if it wasn't what they wanted to get, they knew if they even spoke a single word while I was talking, they'd have a detention instantly. Like, and it sounds harsh, but when you create a structure like that, people begin to feel safe and they, they don't have that kind of sense of what's going to happen next, which often these, these people can have. I'm talking about kids in this example. It can be anyone, but they often have it in the chaotic home life that they have. Like, what's my mum going to do next? What's, what's my dad going to do next? But it can reflect in anyone's life. Like, what's my spouse going to do next? What's going to happen next here with my life? But they come into a place, hopefully my workplace, and they know what's going to happen, you know, and there's no surprises. And I think it takes a lot, lot more kind of discipline as a leader to stick to that. Because there's times you want to let your guard down. There's times you want to kind of be, I guess, over friendly or maybe over strict. But you try to stick and, and keep consistent and, and hope people enjoy that consistency of environment. When I communicate with clients, again, I want them to feel valued. And I think an example is recently I asked my whole staff body um, to flag up if a client has been with us for a certain period of time and they're about to leave the company and only just so I can touch base with them and say thank you so much for just being with us for that time you know and not the whole classic oh we'll discount you to this price if you stay with us uh none of that literally just thank you so much that you trusted us you worked with us you were there for that time and it's so sorry to see you go and if there's anything I can do to help let me know um, and I think it's kind of having the trust in the client as well that if they do, if you are adding value to them, they won't need to be convinced much further, you know, to stay or work with you. And if you are offering them something that they need and you're doing it well, you don't need to sweat and fret over it. Um, so I think that's kind of more my my style with clients as well. Sponsoring Hungary's number one junior female tennis player is quite an achievement. How did that partnership come about and what has it meant for you and maybe even for your company, for poly trading? It's one of my favorite things, I would say, like random things that's come about in my life within the last couple of years. And it was very random. Me and my wife were flying back from from Budapest after visiting her parents, you know, where, where she grew up. And we, it must have been 1am in the morning at the airport, like East Midlands Airport in the UK. Uh, and we kind of clocked this mum and, and clearly her daughter with a big tennis bag. And, you know, I said to, turned to my wife and I said, oh, I bet you she's heading to junior Wimbledon to play because it was coming up to the grass tennis season. Um, and then I kind of was going to leave it. But my I don't know what came over my wife. She was like, oh, I need to run over and speak to them and, and ask maybe we could help them because like, I know what it's like in Hungary. People don't necessarily get the best funding support. They don't get the best help. And something just came over and I was like, Oh, wow. Cause it's not actually like her to do that. So I was like, oh, okay. So she kind of bolts over, starts speaking to them in Hung- Hungarian, which thankfully she did for me. Cause I am, my Hungarian's not so good. Uh, and they were a bit obviously dazed with it being 1am, but turns out they were actually just really thankful that we spoke to them and, we basically just decided to kind of meet up um, kind of a, a few days later. She was playing at a Wimbledon warm-up tournament, which was in Nottingham. Um, and we met them and kind of supported and watched her. Uh, and she got to, I think, the semifinals of that tournament. And then I said, well, hey, look, I'm going to be in Wimbledon for the next couple of weeks um, for the championship. I network and meet, meet a lot of people there. Let's, you know, make a time to meet and, and I'll, I'll come and support her. Um, I'll come and support Lutza. 
So the mum's, you know, massively on board and, you know, we're getting on super well. And then I kind of come to watch her first match. She plays great. She wins it. Uh, and then I think she she plays a second match and wins it. I'm like, okay, let's sit down and actually get a contract here and, and give you a sponsorship contract, how we can help you, what you need. And we're like, oh, yeah, great, because we're looking to maybe fund an individual coach at this point. Uh, and she's only 16 years old at this point, And I guess maybe about 20, 20th in the world, 18 and under without like a women's world ranking. Uh, and she then goes ahead, wins the third round, wins the quarterfinals, wins the semifinals. And we're literally in the junior Wimbledon final on number one court. You know, one of the biggest courts in the world in the biggest tournament in the world. It's been televised on BBC. I'm sitting with the family and friends like, how on earth we got here? I don't know. We go for this magical kind of fairy tale run. So um, what this kind of meant, I think, is just um, just being able to enjoy helping someone in a different way. You know, we, we help people in a lot of other ways of our business. We work with a great charity called Hope for Justice, which we can, you know, maybe talk about. But it's just been great that this special relationship, we've been able to travel around the world a bit together. You know, we've gone to the French Open to watch you play the US Open in New York in Flushing Meadows, been to Rafael Nadal's Academy in Mallorca, been around all places with her. And it's just exciting to, to be in this this time in her life where she's up and coming and, you know, there's all this excitement and possibility. She, you know, she's she's 17 now and she's already like 700th in the world on the women's tour in, you know, any age category. So she's smashing it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's good to to have a bit of variety in your life, and I've always been a massive tennis fan. And um, I don't want to necessarily say I'm living my dreams through her, but it feels that way a little bit. I think it's very important to to recognize where where and when help is needed. I think a lot of people only seem to want to start working with people and helping with them once they've already got a bit of success and a bit of money and a bit of momentum. And the reality is that's when they actually don't need help. Um, so I think it's yeah so important to give that support when it's needed because at the end of the day, you don't know what the effect and the ripple effect you're going to have on someone's life because you stepped in at that one point where they needed it the most or needed that support the most. And I think it's one of the most rewarding things I've seen in my life. And we've seen this with just in a short period of working with Lutza um, in the tennis. And, you know, she's an incredible young lady, but I've seen it time and time again when I was in my teaching career, you know, trying to help the kids who were most vulnerable and were in the most need and going through the most difficult times. It's always the most rewarding. And Again, same for staff members and, and clients that people come up. It's trying to recognize a need and, and trying to, to fill it when you can. And, you know, I, I truly believe when you, you bless others and you refresh others, you'll be refreshed yourself. Um, and we've talked about humility a lot. I truly believe that the humble will be exalted and they'll be lifted up, you know, if they don't focus on themselves all the time and they're kind of outwardly looking at people. And I think that's been such a big key in my life of trying to... Um, kind of maintain that and recognize the importance of that. If you want to find out more about pulley trading and, and this kind of incredibly exciting journey we're just starting on with our, our Forex trading kind of algorithm, you can visit us at pulleytrading.com, which is P-U-L-I trading.com.
We have live Zoom meetings every week at the moment, Thursday, 8 p.m. UK British time. We have proof of all of our results on there. You can see the team, you can see what we're doing, you can see our adverts. It'll give you a really lovely taste of the company, hopefully in, in our heart and what we're aiming to do. Uh, and if you're interested in the e-commerce space as well, the, the company which I mentioned, RJM Tax Exemption, you can find us as well online on our website, rjmtaxexemption.com. Uh, and hopefully we can aid you in, in the areas of e-commerce consultancy. And we'd love to, to meet you. We'd love to talk to you. Um, if it's either of those companies, it would just be a pleasure to, to be able to cross your path. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.